the Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast. I am Linton Nightingale, Senior Reporter and Editor of the Lloyd's List Monthly Magazine. And today I have with me Lloyd's List Chief Correspondent Richard Clayton. We're going to be discussing the fallout from the Qatar Maritime and Logistics Summit, which was held in Doha last week. Lloyd's List held this event in conjunction with Mwani Qatar and the Qatari Ministry of Transport and Communications. Now, Richard, you were the chairman of the summit. Let's begin. What was the three key takeaways you took from this year's event? I think my first takeaway was there was a very strong message that while liquefied natural gas has been the revenue earner for Qatar thus far, and will continue to be so um, into 2030 and, and, and beyond, the government and its various ministries are keenly aware that it needs to look beyond fossil fuels. We went to Hamad Port, we went to the free zones, there's a lot about uh, academic uh, training for the next generation. So I see Qatar putting its roots down and looking forward. So that's, that's a very strong message that I, I took from this. A second message that came from quite a number of the speakers is that shipping needs to build safeguards into the industry. So we're talking about safety, we're talking about uh, cybersecurity and sustainability. And when I say build in, I mean make all of these things integral to whatever investment we make. You can't just apply a patch for greater safety, a patch for more sustainability. It has to be thought of right from the very beginning. The IMO's World Maritime Day uh, this year is going to be sustainable shipping for a sustainable planet. Mm -hmm. And I think we could also see safer shipping and cyber secure shipping for a sustainable planet. So I think what the what the speakers were trying to say is don't just apply patches, mm -hmm. build it into whatever investment you make. And um, there was uh, one of the speakers from IMO actually did highlight that they saw that cybersecurity was the biggest risk for the industry over the next decade. Well, that was going to be to my surprise. Oh, okay. Um, he's absolutely right. We have a whole series of challenges for our industry and a group of people who believe sustainability is the biggest mm. challenge. Others see cybersecurity, others see uh, safety. And had this uh, summit been in Asia, coronavirus would have been the biggest challenge. Of course, of course. So quite frankly, which one of those do you tackle first? It's really, really interesting for, for shipping to be you know, in, in this with a whole series of challenges. And I think there is a concern about leadership and the leaders are going to have to try and navigate between each of these, these challenges. So you're absolutely right. Mm. Cybersecurity was thought to be the top one. And then other people will say, hey, in in Singapore or in, in China, uh, coronavirus is the bigger one. And somebody else will say climate change and sustainability is even bigger. So I think my, my third takeaway from, from the day is how many governments, how many ambassadors, how many delegates there were from all over the, the region and, and beyond. It was, it was really encouraging. We had speakers there from Turkey, from Ukraine, from Georgia, from India, from Japan, from France. So it's a, it's a multinational gathering. It's only when you get all of these 
different experiences coming together that you can really build a global picture of our industry. Fantastic. So we also had a session in the afternoon on the uh, liner industry, actually, which is my ballpark. And there were some really interesting speakers I thought here, particularly I thought CMA CGM's regional manager out in the Middle East, Romain Martimon. Um, he spoke about what liner operators need from container ports and inland logistics as well. Of course, CMA CGM, as with other box carriers, has moved into this arena increasingly themselves beyond ports to and inland. CMA CGM has recently completed a takeover SEVA. And speaking to me at the conference, he reiterated the importance of vertical integration for carriers as a means of diversifying from the traditional liner business and indeed as a matter of survival. I am with Roman Martineau from CMA CGM, who is a regional manager out here in the Middle East. I was talking to you yesterday about the importance of vertical integration. And you were saying to me that you believe that it is essential for survival. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I still believe it is. Like I said, I think when you're a group of the magnitude of CMA or some of the top leaders in the industry, you, you have to look not just for next year, you have to look for the next 10, 20, 30 years. And if you do that, you understand that the volatility of the market is so important that you have to have capacity to absorb some hits on one sector or one region or one activity. And you need to do shipping, of course, which is the core business of, of CMACGM. You need to do port activity, which we do mm -hmm. already in most of the world. And you need to have land activity. And this is why we acquired a big company like Siva last year. Um, and you have to have this scale of service that you can offer to your clients and make sure that if shipping is in a, in a tough moment, it brings opportunity maybe to the forwarding side and the other way around. So with the margin so thin in the industry, this is so important, right? Yes. Like I said yesterday, I think that, uh, that can echo that is we are talking about a $30 billion business for CMACGM group. And the margins that we're looking at at the end of the year are plus or minus very close to zero. So yeah. this is a very, very thin margin industry for sure, which is good for the client. Also speaking during the liner shipping transition panel were Q terminals. So you may not be familiar with Q terminals, but Q terminals are a Qatari port operator um, with a strong domestic setup. They've got three facilities to their name in the country, including the Newport out in Doha, situated just outside the city Hamed port. Um, the port is currently in um, expansion mode and construction of a second container terminal facility is now underway, um, which will add another 2 million TU to its capacity. But as I found out, the port operator's big ambitions to go beyond Qatar. Q terminals recently also, we actually found out at the conference, won the race for the new terminal in the Ukraine, which um, also represented its first foreign foray. Um, speaking on the sidelines of the event, Jabal Al-Hajeri from Q Terminals, who heads up the company's public relations, um, said that this was just the beginning with ambitions to grow significantly abroad. Uh, so now we have a new project in uh, Ukraine and uh, we are looking to expand on the region for the few years. So you're looking, obviously you've got the Ukraine, so would you be looking at other possible projects in in Europe or literally anywhere in the world? Yeah, we are looking now, mm -hmm. actually, and uh, we'll be uh, sooner, inshallah. So are you looking just, is this going to be container facility focused or would you be looking at anything beyond containers? No, it will be container and non-container facilities also. Mm -hmm. As we have in Ukraine now, it's uh, nano 
and mm. containers for its uh, bulk and break bulk. And this is what we are looking. Mm-hmm. So in um, Doha, you've recently opened, or a couple of years ago, you opened container terminal, the first container terminal at the Doha Newport, which is just outside of Doha, the Hammer port. And there are plans in place to open the second container terminal. When does that open? Uh, we are planning now to make the terminal uh, two. It will be opening uh, around next year. And then what will that bring the port capacity up to? Oh, this is, will be uh, it will be double capacity what we have now. Yeah. Around 5 million TU, yeah. is that correct? Something okay. like that. So for this, obviously, you have to look at the transshipment model to grow your business, very much looking at other arrival ports in the region who have also set up and done that sort of business. Um, is that the way that you're going to grow as a transshipment port? Are you looking, because you also have the um, free trade zone as well, which will support the port as well. So is this how you're looking at your business model, the transshipment model where, you know, you have companies will come here, fix, build up their products? Yeah, and this is what we are looking as we are the the main ports in Qatar is the Hamad ports. And we are the gate of Qatar mm-hmm. for the world, you know. So there you have it. And we wish Q-Terminals good luck with their endeavours there. So Richard, any other final thoughts from the conference? I was really encouraged by the way our Qatari hosts welcomed us and developed, uh, want to develop this, this even yeah, further. Absolutely. We're looking yeah. for another one in, uh, I think, two years' time. And it may well be that there are other players in the region uh, who, who want to get involved in this. Mm. So it's not just going to be Qatar. It's, it could be, I don't know, Kuwait or, or somewhere like that. So I feel, for Lloyd's List, this opens some really interesting doors in that region. There's so much to talk mm. about. As we've already said, there's lots of challenges for our industry, and this is a, an ideal place to to debate those challenges. And hopefully we'll do that again in two years' time. Looking forward to that. Also, I must have there's going to be a special feature on our Qatar event in the upcoming edition of the Lloyd's List magazine, I must add. And with that, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Thanks to you, Richard. Thank you. And goodbye from myself. This has been a Lloyd's List podcast.